Hi there, this is Taylor checking in with some conservation news from the past couple weeks for Pelicanus and intentional ecology. Working in the environmental field is an experience of some very high highs and some low lows. As always, there are horrendous environmental stories that deserve our attention, action, and mobilization, but it is our opinion that you can find those headlines in many places. But there are also empowering and inspiring stories that demonstrate major conservation successes from around the globe, achieved by real people who have grouped together to create a better planet. We've been collecting these stories and messages every week for years, and I'm still surprised at how resilient and creative both nature and humans are when facing big challenges. For this episode, I have found some amazing Pelicanus news. We've got five articles for you, categorized in plastic pollution, protected areas, and wildlife protection. For the first article, in plastic pollution, Germany bans single-use plastic products. According to ABC News, Germany is banning the sale of single-use plastic straws, cotton buds, and food containers, bringing it in line with the European Union directive intended to reduce the amount of plastic garbage that pollutes the environment. The cabinet agreed to end the sale of plastics, including single-use cutlery, plates, stirring sticks, and balloon holders, as well as polystyrene cups and boxes, by July 3rd, 2021. The environment minister said the move was part of an effort to move away from throwaway culture. Up to 20% of garbage collected in parks and other public places consists of single-use plastic, mainly, mainly polystyrene containers. Around the world, 1 million plastic drinking bottles are purchased every minute, while up to 5 trillion single-use plastic bags are used worldwide every year. In total, half of all plastic produced is designed to be used only once. I tried to do some research to um, find some better context for this. Uh, it found different things. So this trend of banning single-use plastic has fortunately been increasing globally over the last few years. I tried to find um, the numbers specifically, but couldn't find anything that makes sense. Instead, I did find a list of countries, regions, and cities that have been um, making this commitment, and it's on earthday.org, and you can search that out in our website as well. All right, moving down to the second category in the second article. Gorongosa Park celebrates 60th anniversary and announces 60 new schools. According to uh, E.O. Wilson's halfearthproject.org, um, July 23rd, 2020 marked the 60th birthday of Mozambique's flagship national park, Gorongosa. The official, official ceremony featured just 20 guests due to the pandemic, but one of them was the president of Mozambique, Felipe Nyusi. The park's strong focus on employment and education of local people is a cornerstone of its redevelopment, so it is fitting that the construction of six, 60 new schools was announced during the anniversary ceremony. Once at the center of the country's civil war, the park has emerged battered but has recovered remarkably in recent decades and is now recognized as a place where successful restoration is benefiting nature, wildlife, and humans. For me, Gorongosa is one of only a few places on the planet that is, is an example of how protection, people, culture, science, and business interact. I first learned about it through E.O. Wilson's books and regularly turn to the park when I have questions about how these sometimes disparate interests converge. 
Third one here, U.S. Congress approves billions for U.S. national parks in rare bipartisan push. According to TheGuardian.com, the U.S. Congress has approved a sweeping, long-awaited bill to continuously fund national, state, and local parks, a major boon to conservation and one of the few pieces of legislation, significant legislation, the government has been able to agree on in a divisive election year. The Great American Outdoors Act allocates $9.5 billion over the next five years to previously neglected park repairs, and it sets up $900 million a year to acquire land for conservation and continued maintenance. On to the third and last category of wildlife. The World Wildlife Fund now says it supports a ban on trophy hunting imports in the UK. This one's coming out of the Times, uh, the times.co.uk. Uh, the conservation charity WWF is abandoning, abandoning its support for the trophy hunting of wild animals after a backlash from members and supporters to a report in the Times. Sir Ranulph Fiennes, the explorer, led the outcry for donors to demand their money back when it emerged that the World Wildlife Fund for Nature had told Michael Gove when he was environment secretary that banning the import of big game, uh, big game trophies might harm species such as the polar bear. The British section of WWF is now understand, understood to have made a U-turn to take a more hardline stance against trophy hunting than the government, which is committed in principle to ending it. This change of heart follows a new edition of a book called The Killing Game, The Extinction Industry. To help make sense of this, um, it helps to look at what other organizations have been doing and what different trends are. So trophy hunting has and is regularly promoted by important conservation organizations and leaders as one of the prime ways to proceed with wildlife conservation. Making really good arguments, leaders from the IUCN, many American organizations like Ducks Unlimited and the WWF have said that hunting is a key strategy in the conservationist toolkit. However, the last few years have seen a reversal in this ideology with instances like Cecil the Lion and graphic images of charismatic megafauna being slaughtered. This is the first time that I know of that an organization as big as the WWF has taken a stand like this and a reversal like this. All right, on to the last article and the last article in this wildlife category. Taiwan to ban fishing of megamouth, great, and basking sharks. According to TaiwanNews.com, the Fisheries Agency of Taiwan has announced a fishing ban on three shark species in a move hailed as a success for the country's conservation community. The great white shark, basking shark, and megamouth shark are the three species set to benefit from new restrictions. The ban will come into effect in 60 days. Reporting when these creatures are caught has been compulsory since 2013. Years of assessment have led to the decision to impose an outright fishing ban, noted the fisheries agency. Again, for context, uh, this is a global issue. And just in the last month, rep reports have emerged of shark populations going functionally extinct, massive culls occurring, and staggeringly low numbers of sharks globally. Sharks are often victim of bycatch, but they are also the target for shark fin soup and slaughter due to nearshore fears of wildlife attacks. Globally, countries have banned shark fin soup, with Canada being the latest country to do so, that I'm aware of at least, and awareness campaign campaigns are shifting this perspective generally. 
Um, however, the detriment to many shark species is still very high. So seeing that Taiwan is doing this is um, a great step in that direction. All right, I really love these trends and I hope sharing them brings some hope and optimism to your life as well. Thank you and look forward to talking to you soon.